Hello and welcome to the You Joe Be What I Just Said podcast. I am Johnny the Outsider. He is the one, the only, the stairway to seven, the Luchador. What up, what up, what up? What up, what up, and geez, stairway to seven? Well, is it just a coincidence that that's how many draft picks we got on our way to the seventh Super Bowl? So, obviously, we gave you our first round breakdown. Uh, got a few more things to say about that. Uh, but now that we know all the picks are in, all that's left is to get to that training camp. But we're going to give you what we think about it and break it, break down some things for you here. Have a little fun and, uh, Kind of give our expectations for the season. JJ already tweeted out kind of what, what we think. And we gave you our take, but we'll break that down more in depth. So let's jump into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I I feel like a lot of people probably listened to our last podcast. Uh, God bless the ones of you that stuck around for the whole two hours, <laughs> two and a half hours. That's why we love you. True. Because we know that some of, you, some of you for sure did. And we apologize. Mike Tomlin let, lied to us. And told us they were making moves. So that's why we stuck around for so long. True. But uh, listen, I, a lot of you probably think we were hard on Broderick, and I just want to. I just want to say, like, I, I don't hate him and the position and where he was picked at. Um, it was just a little high considering what was on the board. But overall, like, I have high hopes for the kid. I think he has all the potential to be great. Um, you know, he's got a lot of things you like to see. Obviously, he has the games against Alabama and Georgia. So, like, you hang your hat on that. Um, Played for Georgia. So, I, I sorry, not Georgia. Uh, who the other team we held to zero sacks? I don't know off the top of my head. Well, I guess I guess it technically technically held everybody to zero sacks. He didn't give up any last year. So I mean, those are the things you like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, and we'll we'll kind of get more into it with our expectations for the season mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. why that might be realistic and why it might not. But right, I just want to say like I have nothing but high hopes for the kid. Um, I think he'll be a great player. Uh, the the we were just more I feel like this more with what was on the board that we thought for sure wasn't gonna be there. That's why it made it tough, especially trading trading up two spots. I mean obviously we only gave up a fourth, but for with all that said, like I said, we're not gonna go too far into it. I just wanna say like I I love the kid. I think he'll be great, but the the harping on him wasn't because I don't think he has the potential to be a great left tackle. Right. Or right tackle, we'll see what we'll see what what they do with them, but welcome to Pittsburgh, Broderick. Um, so we'll jump right into the next one. We kind of said this had to be the pick uh, as we ended Friday's podcast. And sure enough, it came to fruition. There's a lot of talk about us trading, but I, you and me talked about it. And I think we both agree there's no way we could trade this pick, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no way. I'm like, you have one of the top cornerbacks on the board right there, and like, like, what reason would you have to trade back some more and lose 
out on a potential, uh, in, in, quoting Vince Williams here, a Hall of Fame caliber cornerback. I mean, that's kind of lofty, but I mean, w- what are you going to trade back for? You, you might as well just take the guy where you have him right there, you know? Like he's there, ready to be a stealer, just make the pick, get on with your day. I mean, realistically, there wasn't going to be this like magic package that falls into your lap. Right. Considering you're probably not willing to trade too far back. Um, and I, I, there's just like you had to get this. This was a glaring need. Yes. On top of linebacker, which didn't really get addressed this draft. So we're obviously hoping that some of the signings we've made pan out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got we got a rotational piece with uh, Nate Herbig. Or Nate, right? Or is it Nick? Nate. Nick. All right. Nick. So we got a rotational with Nick, which helps. Obviously, with, I mean, we saw what happened last year when TJ Watt went down. So it's nice having, you know, a little, a little more depth there. But that middle linebacker area is going to be a glaring weakness that maybe, potentially, um, that we didn't address. So, like, we definitely had to address the secondary. And so I'm, couldn't be more than happy with this pick considering we passed on Christian Gonzalez. I personally, I personally, and you and me talk about this all the time, how nasty the AFC wide receivers can be, um, you know, going up against Buffalo again this year, I think. Mm -hmm. I think they got another wide receiver. Um, Obviously, the Ravens getting Zay Flowers, who's being compared to Tyreek Hill, and they have Mark Andrews, who's already an Achilles Hill because tight ends are our Achilles Hill in general. Um, having Christian and Joey Porter, like I, I would have loved that, but at least we got Joey, and I, I, I have high hopes for him. You kind of, I'll let you talk about like the Ohio State stuff we talked about. Break that down for some people, where where it shows his potential. Okay, so obviously Joey Porter Jr. played at Penn State, and one of the big matchups of the year was Ohio State versus Penn State. So we all know that Ohio State has like top caliber elite wide receivers, and so Mr. Porter had to go up against Marvin Harrison Jr. He's probably going to be a top five pick next year. Igbuka, my uh, one of my favorite wide receivers coming out next year. Uh, Fleming. Don't and... say it, JJ. Don't, Don't say jinx what. It. Uh, I won't jinx. It. Never mind. Say we're... What... <laughs> uh, we're gonna take Scott McCready from Boise State Junior University. Toledo. <laughs> Toledo. Toledo. There you go. Another Toledo boy. Anyway, so the whole staff. We are, huh? we are not looking at Ohio State wide receivers, Steelers. Okay, Mike Tomlin, <laughs> Con. We are not. I repeat, looking at Ohio State receivers <laughs> facts so the total yardage of that game ohio state the wide receivers had 340 yards right but joey porter only let two passes caught for a 23 receiving like 23 yards so i mean if you're when you're going up against those guys and that's like your stat line that's pretty good right you'd say that's pretty yeah dominant. i'd have to say that's probably one of the best corner stats against that team probably all year right. easily i mean obviously jsn didn't play last year but i mm-hmm. mean they're still torching defenses with that offense so 
Right. I mean, that's got to get you high hopes. Especially yep. considering CJ Stroud was drafted number two. Yep. Obviously, and Jigbo was uh, in the top 20. So, um, Harrison's probably, like you said, going top five next year. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, they got killers. So, mm-hmm. I, I, if you're a Steeler fan, as you heard the Luchador kid just break it down for you, 23 yards on two catches, like, you know, that's. I guess if you're looking at it, it gave up two first downs on the only two catches, but I mean, that's a potent offense. They ended up putting up 390, and he's only responsible for 23 of those. I, I think you gotta got to have high hopes. Obviously, with the Steelers, he's going to have some help with uh, Minka Covenant 6. Mm-hmm. So that that's always a positive. That's something, a nice little feather to have in your cap. And uh, obviously going against Pickens in training camp. Oh, man. A lot of people are there. What about Deontay? What about, yeah, Dad. <laughs> Don't bring up Deontay's name on this podcast. <laughs> Don't bring up that <laughs> blasphemy over here. You know how we feel. Yeah, true. I just uh, don't um, want to hear his name ever again. <laughs> Keep his mother effing name out of your effing mouth as you walk up and slap him. <laughs> Will Smith. Oh, man. That'll be our first interview. Just going up and slapping Deontay in the face. Just kidding. We won't do that. Probably ask for your autograph. (laughs) Thank you for your time. And uh, thank you for not fleecing the Steelers for like 25 million. You only stole 18 million, but obviously. (laughs) What I meant to say was uh, well well earned 18 uh, million. No touchdowns. Zero touchdowns. Zero touchdowns. (laughs) Under a thousand receiving yards. I had more yards running backwards yeah, and going know. forwards. <laughs> well, if you add up the yards he ran backwards with the yards he had, might have a thousand yards. Yeah, yeah. But you could also make the argument that if he would catch all the balls thrown to him in the end zone, he would have had a touchdown too. So, you think he got robbed in the you Jets mean? touchdown? Do you remember that play where it was like a toe tap? It, I mean, it looked like it, there was green there, but I mean, obviously the refs are blind and replay there, you know, whatever, but it looks so close, man. When I saw that replay again, I'm like, man, that looks like a touchdown. Did did the did the refs overturn it or did Tomlin just not challenge it? Ah, God, I don't think Tomlin challenged it. If, if Tomlin didn't challenge it, you know, it's a touchdown. He only challenges if he's going to lose. That's true. So, I mean, it, I, I don't remember what the call was on the field. If it was called a touchdown on the field and overturned, then, I mean, it's... I think it was called it a touchdown. Been. They overturned it. Because well, like they have scoring the, plays reviewed, if right? You're, if, you're saying, if you're saying there's green, then it's not indisputable evidence that should have stayed a touchdown then. Right. We'll have to... So, so one, of, one of our listeners send that clip in so we can go over it again, but I'm pretty sure there was green there, but whatever. I mean, the fact of the matter is that Deontay still had zero touchdowns, and he, he, he has no excuses this year. He had plenty of opportunities. He had plenty of opportunities yeah. to get one. Yeah, he did. He was he was everyone's favorite target. Led, led the team in targets, so. Man, that's rough. I mean, yeah. But yeah, we'll get into that more. <laughs> we'll get into that more with our season expectations and what we actually think is going to happen. Yep. Next up, we uh, have Keanu Benton from Wisconsin, a defensive tackle. 
you and me both said we need a guy that's going to be able to hold the line up there, stop the run. It was one of our weak points until the end of the season, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we did play some good running teams, but, I mean, it's not like they were the cream of the crop. But, I mean, obviously the first Ravens game, I think they had 200 yards on us at least. In the second game, I think we might have held them to under 100. I don't recall off the top of my head. But, mm-hmm. you know, they, they held, like, the Ravens running game was held back. Um, the Panthers were a pretty dominant running team, although they seemed to fall off towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Colts. So, you know, the Colts, yeah. yeah. The Colts were just a weird team altogether. Okay, and, uh, sure. Did Jonathan Taylor play that game? I'm pretty sure he did. That yeah, doesn't matter. Jonathan Taylor wasn't Jonathan Taylor anyway that season. Last I, season. Well, he looked good the first half, but then remember they un- inexplicably just stopped running the ball in the second half, but that could be just because his defense made adjustments. But, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, dude. He's still Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, But, obviously, you know, everyone – as hopeful for Larry Ogunjobi, I think we saw he was like 25, 26. Like he's still a young guy. Mm-hmm. But at some points in the season, Cam was being forced. That's on the J.K. Dobbin runs, obviously, pops up to mine. So having another guy in there that can fill that, that, that gap, the big pickup he played at Wisconsin, I feel like they're pretty hard nosed. Kind of fit the Steeler philosophy kind of team up there, yeah. So I'm happy with that. I I, I don't know how you can't be. We need need to add some linemen. Obviously, with Tyson Alu Alu, he was getting up there in age and injuries. Yeah, but yeah, he fell off. Like he he fell off big time, man. From the year prior to last year, like I I I don't know if he's gonna hang him up. But I mean, maybe he, maybe he should. But I'm a big Tyson Alu Alu guy, and you know, I think it's you know we've signed Braden Fajoko in the off season as well. So it looks it looks like the the writing is on the wall for Alu Alu, unless somehow he finds the fountain of youth again and just goes out there and terrorizes in training camp. But you know, if that yeah. happens, then who like one of the what what one of the younger guys are going to be cut from that? You know, so. Maybe it's time well, for still, a big man to step aside. So, louder milk there. Um, Montrevis Adams. Montrevis Adam. Eh, he was all right. So, I mean, I, 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 I was. I guess I was more pointing at that. Like, I can't see Tyson getting another shot with right. injuries and everything else. And you got some young kids in there ready to go. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, Montrevious is 27, but I mean, Lottermilk's still 25. And you get this Benton kid. I can't yeah. imagine, barring, you know, freak injuries or anything, right. having Tyson coming back and playing a big role. But you can obviously never say never, but <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, Benton does his job. Larry does his job. Sorry, Larry's 28, I guess. But I mean, he's still not. Not, Still not old. I mean, they have for the position. Cam Hayward, Cam Hayward's over there they're killing it at thirty-three. So right. <laughs> I mean, I think Cameron Hayward has, has uh, like what, like another two good years, maybe. 
two or three. Man, it's gonna, it's gonna. I mean, he just does so much. I, I just don't know how he stays at a high level past thirty-five. Well, uh, hopefully, the guys that we bring in and the linebackers, well, the guys that are next to him, like help him because we don't want to see Cameron Hayward running down the field tackling somebody like forty yards down. Oh, yeah, you know, that tough. was tough, man. <laughs> like, why is he the only one doing this? Like, where is everybody else at? So, like you said, like you were saying, hopefully these young guys, yeah, picking flowers and staring out windows and whatnot. But yeah, like like you said, hopefully these young guys come in and step up because I mean, again, Cameron Hayward's up there. You want to have some good rotational pieces and some depth, which seems like they're they've been doing a admirable job filling in those pieces. You know, so like hopefully one of these other guys takes a big step up too. I mean, Larry Ogunjobi signed. Uh, was a free restricted free agent or an extension? One of those I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, he commanded a lot of money. And you and I were kind of like, "Oh, was he worth it?" You know. And right. now, like, you have to show up, man. You have to get you have to get in there, and you have to be more consistent and showing us like there was like one or two games where he looked dominant, but hopefully that's more of a a common thing now, because now you have another young guy breathing down your neck, so. Um, like hopefully, uh, you know, like the corny saying is iron sharpens iron, you know, like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Way to go, Tomlin. Way to go, Tomlin. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're right. I, 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 I think what we paid him when there are other players out there that would have been, feels like money well better spent, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, it's the second year in the system. So hopefully he gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like he was terrible. I, it, he was good, but I mean, if we're gonna pay him that money, hopefully he goes out there and earns uh, every penny of it. Yes. Yeah. Next up, we have Darnell Washington. Woo! Uh, <laughs> you, you know, Michael Mayer is still an option for us. And you, you guys all know how we feel about our Notre Dame tight ends. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's just destiny with Tommy Tremble probably coming up to the end of his contract. Maybe we just sign him and give him a chance in a real offense, or who knows? Maybe CJ Stroud will make him look like a stud, or uh, Bryce Young Ooh. go out there and just revitalize that career. That would be something. Um, man. But Daniel Washington is more of I feel like we got him more for blocking than the catching. Yes. He had his best. Receiving yeah. year though his last season at Georgia, so obviously that's something that's coming along. <laughs> but it, well, real quick, you and me kind of talked about it. With, Let okay. me add this in real quick, man. So yeah, like his like his receiving or like his receiving stats, like they don't jump off the page, right? But he also was in a in an offense where uh, he had the other Georgia tight end was it Brock Bowers? Like he's supposed to be like. The best tight end ever is what they're saying. So, like, you know, you're gonna have a right. have a battle of getting targets when you have another guy on the opposite side of you or with you. That's just a godsend, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, but go. Sorry, I just wanted to add that in there for a little little bit of context. No, no, I, I mean, look, when you're that good at blocking, like, it's sometimes you don't get the opportunity to show. Obviously. You know, he had a pretty good, he's six foot seven. So, I mean, that's a big target. 
hopefully, you know, a lot of times we'd get down to the red zone and it seemed like we'd fizzle. So having another big target with mm-hmm. Pat, you know, we, we really thought Pat would be, the, you know, Heath Miller 2.0, but maybe this guy, Darnell, maybe he gets those touchdown catches we thought Pat was supposed to be getting targeted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard not to throw it to those guys, 6-7 for crying out loud. Right. He's pretty quick for his size too, four six four forty. So, because he's some, he's just like an athletic things. freak, right? Like he, I think he used to play yeah. basketball, right? Which is always a good <laughs> thing when you're playing tight end. Like they get those basketball <laughs> players in there. I mean, he's probably what people imagine LeBron James would be playing tight end. I would think <laughs> probably. But I think they're about, about the same size, same frame, same Jeez. build. So. <laughs> Maybe everyone that was like, oh, LeBron James would play tight end for the NFL. Maybe this will be hopefully hopefully he doesn't fall down as easily as LeBron James. The first I mean oh my goodness. Got a rabid puppy down here. Sorry, people. I I got my own Georgia Bulldog down here right now running around. Um it's my dog. He's not a bulldog. He's a he's a sissy, but we love him. Um, yeah, but back to the back to Darnell. I I just think you and me talked about it with Broderick Jones. Like it seems like they want to run the ball more, control the clock. You have the one-two punch of Warren and uh, Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of how you do it. You get the guy that can seal the edge. Um, you watch the tape. There's plenty of tape of him putting people on the backside. Yeah. So. You know, I, I I I'm always on this train, but I wouldn't be mad if they brought McFarland, my boy Ant Man, in Ant-Man. and let him just you know sweep to the outside with Darnell, you know, sealing the edge. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they don't run it to Deontay's side, but you know they run it to Pickens who can block too. Woo! Just saying. He had, he had some pretty good runs in the limited opportunity he had last season. Right. But also, hopefully, we'll choose Jalen Warren because he's also a very speedy back. So. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's funny, or not funny, but it's cool. Like, you know, we talk about Darnell Washington's blocking. Like, his nickname is the sixth lineman. So, like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, like you said, like, having him out there along, like, along with Pickens blocking, too, like you were saying. Like yeah. him and Pickens, and then just Najee should have like lanes upon lanes of open grass to run through, this year, right? Can you imagine if he would have brought back Juju and put him and Pickens on the same side oh with Darnell Washington? That would be crazy. Yeah, that whole side of the field would have been 10 yards oh, down. Oh, man. What could have been? Be like an Too automatic bad. first down machine. Too bad he turned to the dark side and signed with the Patriots. Ugh. You were supposed to be the chosen one. <laughs> Obi Obi Wan yelling at Anakin over here. Juju real, looks man. back. I hate you. <laughs> As he's burning in lava or whatever. Oh god. I hate you. There's our Star Wars reference for the day, guys. So you're, you're aware. welcome. May 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 the fifth be with you. It's coming up after all. So. <laughs> oh my god. I'm done, dude, I'm done. <sighs> well. <laughs> I, I it's with great regret that I have to board view that it's gotta be bye for the rest of the month. <laughs>
Oh so. my god. <laughs> I'm done, dude. I'm done. See you later. It's been nice. Oh man. <laughs> this is why this is why everyone comes to this podcast for the dad humor and the hard hitting facts. That's true. That's true, man. Well, well, hold on, dude. Oh, 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 hold on, dude. They also come for that luchador kid and that handsome, rugged voice, brother. It's almost as handsome and rugged as a silver dome, dude. Oh, God. I body slammed. Is this the Lions podcast right, Hulk now? Hogan. Hulk Hogan <laughs> came back. Sorry. That's true. Yeah, we, have, we haven't seen him in a while, man. Been too busy. Yeah, dude, uh, I've been, been hanging out with life. my daughter, dude, putting on that tanning lotion and what we do in Hulkamania, dude. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> so, back to Darnell Washington. Um, <laughs> it was pretty surprising that he slid all the way down to number 93 overall. I mean, people, I think people had him ranked to go or ready to go in the second round. But there was some injury concerns, like his, I think it's his knee or his <laughs> ankle. I mean, like when you're 6'7", you're bound to have those problems, right? Like you're a big guy. Um, there's a lot of space to hit, especially because you're not going to tackle them up high, you know. Um, but from what I from what I saw, um, I, th- I think some of the scouts and GMs are saying like more, probably more so the scouts, but like it's kind of laughable that it was such a yeah. a big a big <clears throat> deal. But I mean, everybody else's loss is the Steelers' gain, and it's just amazing that we ended up getting a player of this caliber so late, you know. In uh, in Darnell's own words, I had no injuries with my knees, never. I mean, knock on wood, I never tore anything in knees, anything like that. I only had a knee surgery on the right knee, but that was cartilage flare-up. They just went in and cleaned it up. That's all it was. No breaks, no fractures, no nothing. So, little words from the man himself. So, obviously, <clears throat> like you said, he's going to take shots to the knee throughout his career just because he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... All they had to do is go clear up or clean up some cartilage. I don't think that's a terribly big concern. Yep. So I I would say that's probably our biggest steal. Yes. Getting Darnell in the third round at number 93. It's wild, man. It's still, I just couldn't believe it when it happened. Because I think we talked about it on the prior episode. Thinking of tight ends like Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington's still up there. He's known for his blocking. But you know, but uh, it would have been nice to get Michael Mayer. But I think what the Raiders pick him before we even got to, because we wanted Maybe. to get those defensive players right. But like, I hope Michael Mayer has a good career in uh, Las Vegas. I mean, that kid it was just phenomenal. And of course, Michael Mayer had that that nice tight end nickname they like to throw around to every white <laughs> tight end that's muscular, Baby Gronk. Because uh, back in the day, they called Pat Fryermuth Baby Gronk as well when he was in Penn State. So. You know, Patty, Patty the Baddie's making a name for himself in, in Pittsburgh, and hopefully Michael Mayer does the same thing. Todd McShay. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the biggest knock on him was um, he's, like, slow for a tight end, but, I mean, it didn't stop him from, you know, I think he was the all-time reception leader at Notre Dame. Yeah, he set some he records. Up came there. up clutch for him. Like when they needed first downs or big plays, like that was their go-to guy. Yep. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback there now. Jimmy G. So he obviously felt 
feels comfortable with a good tight end. Yes. He loved George, having George Kittle as a safety net. So I think he'll find success with Michael Mayer. If if not, they'll gladly take him in four years. <laughs> yeah, so. for real. Yeah, bring him on down, man. Give, it, give him to us at a discounted price. We'll gladly <laughs> take him. Be better than the Eric Ebron pickup. Oh, God. Oh, oh man. Yeah, that's your boy, though. That's oh. your boy. Opening up closed wounds, man. That's just... Ever since I saw him dance, dude, I knew he was just not it. <laughs> just the dancing, man. Like, he didn't, he didn't have it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't move, man. You can't catch the ball. Was that that was his knock? Right? He couldn't catch the ball. He, didn't he fumble? Or who was that? Oh, that was the X. I think the year. I think the year before he signed him, he had like his best career year receiving with the Colts. Hmm. Yeah. So I never I liked the kind of got hit. What kind of got hit with that uh, contract year? Fool's gold. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it was Xavier Grimble that fumbled against the Broncos. Remember that. It was like three or four years ago. Terrible, terrible play. But anyway, Hurry. on to the, on to the next man. On to the next. Uh, we kind of touched on it, but Nick Herbig. It's a nice, nice pickup. He's. I don't. I. I just expect him to be depth. Like T.J. White and Heisman stay healthy. He's just kind of going to jump in probably to give him breathers. But, I mean, it's nice having that because we talked about TJ missing a lot of time last year with that injury. God forbid one of him or Heisman get hurt again. You got to have that depth. Um, so it's a really nice signing just for that reason. But, I mean, there's also the potential we don't bring back Highsmith. So, oh, I mean, God. you're going to need somebody to replace him. So he's got two really good studs to learn from. Highsmith really stepped up with TJ out last year. Um, so I, I don't know. You and me, I think, are in agreement. You got to bring back Highsmith unless he's yes. asking for a prisoner's ransom. But if not, hopefully Herbig you know, takes this time to learn a lot from those two and really comes into his own. Uh, according to his brother, he said, "You got to draft him. He's a stud. There's one guy I can't block. It's Nick." <laughs> probably, a nice uh, little compliment from his brother. I mean, I, I, I guess, hopefully that's true. That that's the only guy Nate can't block. Because uh, if he comes in and fills in, it'd be nice if he blocked everyone in front of him. But somehow, like he said, I think that's a brotherly love plug mm-hmm. but mm. we'll see we'll see we'll see like i said he's got he gets to learn from Nate, uh, tj and alex so hopefully and he's not going to be an every down guy hopefully this rookie year so so you remember when we had melvin ingram here and yeah. we would have tj and highsmith on like the edges, right? And Melvin would blitz from time to time. Do you think that that could be a similar role for Nick, like in the middle? Probably. And then, um, such as you go won't make him pout when he doesn't get every down, right? But yeah, right. And like you brought this sorry, up when sorry you, Melvin, yeah, sorry Melvin. I mean, you didn't win a Super Bowl with the Chiefs, right? I don't think he won. I think he got <laughs> hey, whatever, yeah, man. You know, yeah, he didn't win that year. 
Um, but you you and I were talking on the phone. Um, and I remember you said something about maybe having Nick become an inside linebacker. Which Yeah. Which would be I don't know, like it's not like after I thought about it, like it's not a bad idea, man. Because like you said, we don't really have like we had two guys signed in the offseason to, to be inside linebackers, uh the one kid from Miami and then uh Cole Holcomb. But they're not really coverage guys, right? Like they're okay in coverage, but they're not like stellar. And like the main concern that I have for Nick, like, yeah, like he has some like he did some good things at Wisconsin, but like he's not like his arms are short, man. <laughs> like I I I have a problem. He's undersized. He's yeah. undersized. And like people want to say, uh, like, well, you the short or smaller linebackers excel in Pittsburgh, but like I'm pretty sure those guys have like longer arms and a different build, right? <laughs> like, I just yeah. feel like it, Nick, like he has shorter arms, so like he's gonna have to like go up against like elite or well NFL tackles, and they're like they're big boys, right? I mean, they have long right. arms, and I feel like they're gonna be able to like grab him easier. He's not gonna be able to fight fight him off as well. I could be wrong, but it just seems like that's probably gonna be like an issue with him in the next level. So like. No, I- I mean, being a smaller linebacker, if you can get side to side quick and keep up with, like I said, you're looking at the Mark Andrews and um, and Joku. Is that the Brown tight end? Yeah. And Hayden Hurst over in uh, Cincinnati. Right. Like, if you can keep keep up with them, like make their life hard. I mean, why not? Right. Position change, it could be interesting, so just keep your eyes on, on him uh, in training camp I mean, and everything else. Cole, Cole Holcomb's only 6'1, so I mean, it's not like it would be that crazy, right? He's got 12 pounds on it, which in the NFL, 12 pounds is quite a lot, but mm-hmm. um, it's just you know, something to consider, yeah, it's something to consider if he is having a hard time in the NFL. But right again, his brother said he can't block him, so who knows? Right? Maybe we're maybe we're making yeah too much out of it. <laughs> his brother's niceness, you know? Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, he's unblockable, the beast. Probably the best player I ever played against. Some say the best. <laughs> All right, no one's ever going to break him down. Beautiful, uh, beautiful. Last... beautiful. <laughs> Uh, not last, but uh, in round seven, we added two more players. Corey Treese from uh, Purdue. Uh, a lot of people were said he dropped because of injury. So, but he has a similar side of the length to Joey Porter Jr. So, hopefully, you know, that injury is nothing too serious. Then, was, my, was I wrong? Is he not the one that got injured? Oh no, I was just I was just thinking of a a funny comparison for Corey Trice that I saw. Um somebody was saying that he is like Richard Sherman but without the attitude. <laughs> oh man. I'll, t- so, I'll, I'll take I know. Yeah, that's an interesting take. If 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 he stopped Jamar Trace in the first round of the playoffs and said, That's what happens when you try to be with a sorry receiver like Jamar Chase, I would Run out of the house screaming, 
we got our guy. <laughs> right. He's him. He's him. He's him. Oh my god, I could see you. Slay King. Slay. Oh my god. Scare your dog. Step yeah. on Archie accidentally. Leave the, the <laughs> We're just wrestling. Like, Lauren, get your dog. He's in the way of my celebrating. <laughs> get your dog. Oh my god. You know, speaking of dogs, Corey Treese has that dog in him. He's <laughs> oh, got god. that dog in him. Oh, the X-ray. The X, yeah, send the X-ray in. Let's see it. But, <laughs> oh, man. Yep, it's been confirmed. He has the dog. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I think we kind of talked about it before, but I mean, you're looking at old man Patrick Peterson, Levi mm-hmm. Wallace, maybe a killer Witherspoon. Like... So Corey Treese has every potential to step in and take you know the number two role. Yeah, it'd be crazy if he took number one from Joey because I I think you and me both would agree Joey probably ends up cornerback one based on what's on the roster. Yes, at some point, yeah. He he almost he almost has to right. Yeah, I mean you can't. Patrick like, Peterson to go out there against Jamar Chase. Come on, man. He's probably, not, uh, he's, he's probably lost a step, right? How old is Patrick Peterson? 31, 32? Which isn't like old, old. But like people were clamoring for Joe Hayden to come back, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson, he's 32. 32. So like around, yeah. You're I younger, mean, he's got 13 like years. 13 years? 13 years in the league, man. It's crazy. Oh. It's crazy he's been playing since he was 19 in the NFL, but. You you want to hear a fun Ooh, fact about Patrick Peterson? His name is P squared. P squared. P two P. Uh, he okay. So you know Joey Porter Jr. just got drafted by the Steelers, and he's going to be Patrick Peterson's teammate. Well, Patrick Peterson's uh, when he was with the who was he with? Was he with the Cardinals? Vikings. The, he played with uh, Joey Porter, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Joey Porter <laughs> did have a stint in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. So isn't that crazy, man? That's pretty crazy. Uh, like, how old no. do you feel, man? You're only thirty-two, but man, you're playing with a. You played with a father, and now you're playing with a son, man. That's just at times. Times. What is time? You know, that's crazy. So, I mean, he's got ten years on Joey. Yeah. Joey Porter Jr. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a little interesting thing that adds no real value to the conversation. Just thought it'd be cool to... No, it's a fun fact. Yeah, fun, fun fact. fact. Fun fact. We love we love fun facts on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so, so... Yeah, go ahead. So this is our cornerback room. We got Corey Trace, Trey Norwood, Duke Dawson, Akilah Wheelerspoon, Chris Wilcox, Levi Wallace, Joey Porter Jr., James Pierre, Patrick Peterson, Arthur Mollett, who we know Tomlin... Loves more than life itself. Sure. Um, and Madre Harper. Oh, and that kid from Green Bay that we signed, uh, Sullivan. Slot corner. Um, he's not showing up on the the old Steeler roster page, so. Uh, but I believe you. Yeah, they just signed him two days ago. Ah, Chandon Sullivan, corner slot corner. Which is, I thought it was kind of a weird. It's, I mean, a veteran guy. Uh, so I mean, obviously you need somebody there, another body there to compete with Arthur Millette. But just like, 
you're getting this kid from like was it like the 31st or 32nd rated pass defense so that's kind of worrisome but also like who was he playing with like Harrison Smith who was older I, I can't think of anybody else on that uh, Vikings defense that like comes off the top of my head like secondary wise uh Xavier Woods uh maybe Xavier Rhodes sorry not Woods sorry <laughs> shout out to him and up up down down podcast yeah we, um, we should be guests on there sometime soon that would be great that would be great guest yeah look that up look that up real quick because I mean yeah of course we need somebody and that, that was one of the things that a lot of Steelers fans the were Vikings? hoping you said he played for the Vikings or the Packers both I, I don't know where he was the year before i think he was with the vikings the year before but uh I, I, who knows man yeah try 2022 buzz girlfriend woof home alone reference for all you kids Speaking of the Minnesota Vikings, who was the who was the player that Lizzo was hooked up with, man? That's what I want to know. Me and my buddy from work were trying to think of who she was referencing in that song, and he thinks it's Stefan Diggs, and I'm like, mm, I don't know, maybe. Right there, Chandon Sullivan. So, cornerback-wise, uh, well, you're just talking defense in general. Um, yeah, uh, um, so far, no one. Andrew Booth? Who? Didn't you New say Dog the Man? Vikings had the worst secondary? Yeah, like they had like the, the one of the worst pass defenses. I'm pretty sure they're like ranked 32nd or 31st. Daniel Hunter was pretty good. Um, Harrison Phillips. Harrison Smith would be the, that's the only name that I know off the top of my head. Harrison Daniel Smith. Hunter. You, you, got, you should know. But I'm talking about like secondary. Oh, oh, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Oh, yeah, secondary is <laughs> secondary is just dog water out there. For real, there's a Darius Smith. Apparently, he's <laughs> up on the trade block. Allegedly, Christian Darisaw. Oh, he was that rookie. Yeah, no, he's not a rookie anymore. Holy shit! Am I he thinking of the same league. guy? Maybe I'm thinking of the kid that the Chargers signed or the Bears. One of those guys. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares, man? This isn't the Bears or Vikings podcast. Come on. TJ no, Hawkinson. sir. No way. No how. Lewis Sign? Lewis Seen? Oh, he was a safety, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's about it, right? Anyways, regardless. Yeah. <laughs> regardless, he was on a team with the worst secondary in the league. Or, worst, yeah. Defense in the league. So, doesn't give you high hopes. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, Corey Trees, Porter has to take the number one spot, but Corey Trees, I, I could see him moving into a second. Yeah, apparently he's played a little bit CB of safety too. too. So that's yeah. he could spell Minka or uh, what's his name, uh, Demonte Casey. He, uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so I was gonna say Keanu Neal, but <laughs> well, he's yeah. More of a strong, yeah, yeah, he's in there. We'll see how that, how that, how they plan on using those guys. Um, but it would be nice to have somebody else in there that you can, you feel comfortable with. 
in the back end of the defense. So, I, I yeah, there's there. I just this guy has to make the roster too. I'd like your like like we were just saying like there's really really a lot of like set guys that you feel good about in the secondary besides Patrick Peterson, the veteran, like Levi Wallace, hit or miss. I mean. I know he he was playing through an injury through some of the games last year, right? Like I guess I think that against the Eagles game he got hurt. And we're wondering why he wasn't out there, why he wasn't performing well. I think he was dealing with an injury and then <sighs> Kella Witherspoon, man, Mr. Night and Day. Don't know what you're getting with that guy. Had a lot of injuries. Uh there's rumors that he could be the one that gets cut, but I mean, do you want to bank on his I guess potential? Or you just want to cut your losses and just throw the the rookie in there, you know? I mean, we just went over all this. I mean, Madre Harper, mm-hmm. easily gone. Chris Wilcox, right. Duke Dawson. I don't think you would cut Trey Norwood. Like he hasn't really had a lot of opportunities, but I mean. He hasn't exactly been that bad when he's been in. Uh, outside of the time, he put his faith in Edmonds to be where he was supposed to be. <laughs> but oh, a, a lot of a lot of good corners have been burned by thinking Edmonds was where he was supposed to be, and turns out he isn't. So I don't think you can hold that against him. Right. It's like throwing a deep ball to Deontay Johnson, expecting him to actually run the whole route. So. Bro, man, he said his name again. Yeah, I, listen, uh, as, as we know, his contract is coming up, and we know there's going to be Steeler fans being like, oh, we got to re-sign him. Uh, well, hang on, before we jump into that, our last pick was Spencer Anderson. He played 12 games at right guard, one at tackle, so they're saying he's versatile. Um. I don't know if that qualifies as a versatile or not. He only played one game at right tackle, but oh. um, he has the experience. But um, I guess I'll, I'll I'll go on my rant now uh, about about Tiante. You and me have talked about it. He's got one year left, and it seems like more people are coming around to the fact that he isn't who everyone thought he was. Uh, that's why, personally, I would have liked to see him get traded while he still had high value. Um, but there's one year left. He has all all the opportunities to prove it now. Everyone's saying you know, the offense started clicking at the end of the year. Um, he feels confident in Kenny Pickett being the guy. He, he commands the most targets. So... It's a contract year, so you assume he's going to step it up. I think for Deontay, there has to be either double-digit touchdowns or at least seven touchdowns, 1,200 yards. I, I think that's probably a fair expectation, right? Seven touchdowns, 1,200 yards. like That's somewhere in the ballpark for Deontay, or at least double-digit touchdowns. Would you say mm-hmm. that's fair? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I, I don't, <laughs> he he needs to prove he he belongs here. Like, he needs to prove that 
Because he's he's going to want more money than eighteen million, I assume, after this contract. And if there's any way we can justify paying him more than eighteen million, it's got to be either double digit touchdowns or twelve hundred yards, seven touchdowns, somewhere in that ballpark. I said this. Everyone kept screaming, you know, to high heaven. The offense figured it out. Uh, mm-hmm. The last four or five games of the season. So there's there's no more excuses for Deontay. Like it's 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 twelve hundred yards, seven touchdowns, or at least double digit touchdowns and close to a thousand yards. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I I hope those those are the numbers for Pickens and yes, not Deontay. Like you and me talked about off the podcast, like there. Our biggest knock on Pickens is he runs lazy routes. I attribute that to Deontay getting all the targets. And I think it's just unfortunate that you're stunting the growth of a guy that's shown potential to be your number one wide receiver who could be there for years to come. Mm-hmm. Could be like your Justin Jefferson, um, Jamar Chase. You know, you don't see those guys having to fight for catches even in the rookie year. Yeah, they they recognize that talent right away, and it's you know straight to the moon. Yeah, and the fact that we can't see that in this offense, and I guess we'll jump into the season expectations mm-hmm. with this. Um, you and me both agree that it's playoff and competitive, even if we don't win. Our one playoff game this year has got to be competitive, right? Yeah, it has to be close. You have to show that, like the last couple times we were in the playoffs, we got the we got our we got our asses clapped bad, and that can't that can't be acceptable anymore. Like you know, we had me and I both thought that last season was going to be Tomlin's first losing season. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Somehow, through through sheer will. And some boneheaded plays from the opposing teams, uh, we didn't. I mean, it, it was a lot of luck of the schedule too. Well, yeah, a lot of luck of the schedule and stuff. But you know, like now, uh, Pickett has to make the second year jump, right? It has to yeah. make the second year jump. Um, Omar Khan, Andy Weidel, like we said before, like done their work to solidify the the trenches. You know, you you signed a bunch of guys. Some nasty, mean, uh, run blocking uh, guards, you know, O linemen. You've done that. They've signed some defensive linemen to hopefully shore up that run defense. Um, you know, they did everything they could for that, and that was one of, like a one of the missions was to improve the run game. And you know, like now you did that on paper, you know. So like now you have to you have to you have to show everybody that uh, all that like all that's coming together like you have to be competitive you have to score more than eighteen points a game I think that was the average right eighteen points a game yeah yep um the defense even like, that it, oh, even that feels like it's way too high to be honest but yeah I mean like you got Darnell Washington you got uh Pat, Patty like. Again, like the whole Deontay thing, like he has to show that he's the number one guy. 
You brought in Allen Robinson. George Pickens has another year. Um, Pat Myers there for a second year. Matt, Matt Canada, uh, the most hated guy on the podcast. Um, he has no excuses, right? Like he no. has everything he needs. Like last last the year before last year, oh, we didn't have a mo- mobile quarterback. That's why we we're not doing what we're supposed to do or have the offense reach its full potential because we don't have a mobile quarterback. Well, now you have that. I mean, you have you have everything you need to succeed. So you can't come short of the playoffs or you can't get your you can't get blown out. It's unacceptable. I mean the worst thing that happened to us was winning out because it saved Matt Canada's job. And I I still not sure that people are in for a rude awakening um once Softens has to play a competent team. Mm-hmm. Something we didn't have done the whole stretch of the last end of the season. Right. So it still remains to be seen. Like, can this offense score against the Bills? Can they score against the Chiefs? Can they score, you know, against the Eagles? Can they score against the 49ers? Like, I, I don't remember all the teams we're playing this year, but we can easily pull it up real quick. Well, not only can they score, but not can they stop them too? Can they stop them? You know, that's well. This, the problem with this team is that defense is one injury away from being in a very, very bad position. Right. We kind of saw that last year with TJ going down. So, um, it's kind of one of the problems with not not going for depth. But just a quick rundown of the schedule. Um, the Seahawks, like that, I think is going to be a lot tougher of a game yeah. than what you would have suggested last year. Um, the Bengals, obviously, always. 49ers. So honestly, if you look at the schedule, we have the Ravens. Two times. So you, you and me aren't sold on Lamar Jackson. Uh, but shout out to the Ravens for you know putting all their money into one player that hasn't even finished the last two seasons. Um, obviously, Bengals are a tough play. The Browns. I mean, the maybe year, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson was the full year. Yeah. But obviously they weren't able to do anything in the draft. All their money is tied into one player. That should be an easy win. The Jaguars, not an easy win, but I mean, it's a very winnable game. We beat them at the end of last season. The Jaguars, that one, it's the only one that could be. Uh, that one's hard to say. The Tennessee Titans. I mean, they still have nothing to throw the ball to, right? Uh, I don't even. I don't even know if they drafted a wide receiver. I mean, again, that Traylon Burks kid. He's supposed to be AJ Brown's replacement, but he just wasn't there. I guess he wasn't there yet. Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Kyler Murray, but who knows if he'll be back in time for that game? You know, ACL injury. Mm-hmm. Little guy. The 49ers, that's obviously going to be a very tough game for us. Bengals, again. Ravens, again. Houston Texans. DJ Stroud. Uh, Michi. 
CJ Stroud. Uh, didn't they draft like a lineman or something, a lineman or a linebacker? Uh, Will Anderson, pretty sure. Second Will Anderson, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, and, and then the Colts with uh Rams. Richardson kid. Yeah. And Michael Pittman, uh, Josh Downs. They got some. They could. They drafted some pretty good secondary pieces too in Indianapolis. So that might be a tough one, man. Well, I guess it just I don't know the, quarterback. This looking at the schedule in general, like there's no reason, like with everyone saying what they said about us at the end of the season, there's no reason we shouldn't be able to win a lot of these games. Right. Like you would assume we just. Maybe split with the Ravens. I could see us dropping both of the Bengals just because, again, I don't know that we address how we're going to take care of Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Um, obviously, they got, well, they, I guess they only have Kareem. Is, uh, what's his face? Joe Mixon. Did he ever get convicted or? Oh, he's still being investigated. I think he's still being investigated. I know the case got dropped, but then it got picked back up. Right. But you have to assume that Joe Mixon, I feels like they're moving on because I, I think he's only got a year left. And they seem to really like the Perrine kid, but. I think Perrine left, I right? I, did he? I think he did leave. I could look that up real quick, but I mean, he was a menace last year. Yeah. Either way, I could say it's dropping both of the Bengals. I don't know that we're quite up to their level yet. Um, I feel like they got a good play on the on defense as well. Um, like I said, the Browns. I feel like I feel like we should beat them both games this year. Like I, I, I don't know that without having any draft picks this year, like if they're really gotten any better than last year and. Jacksonville, that could be a tough game. Um, Trevor Lawrence got better throughout the year. Yeah. But it's it's in Pittsburgh. So you'd like to think we win that one. Tennessee, I feel like they're still a year or two away from being competitive. So that should be a game we win. So you'd have us one, two, three, four, five. I think we lose the 49ers. I still don't think we're up to them. Mm-hmm. But again, we lose to the 49ers and we're competitive. Like that's something you can hang your head on. Yeah. Um I think we, I think we're gonna be competitive with the Bengals, but I, I don't think we're quite ready to you know look at those games and be like we split the series or take both of them. Um so one, two, three, four, five. Uh, the Bengals again, we lose. I think Ravens at home, we lose. Browns, there's their sixth win. Seven against the Texans, eight against the Colts, nine against the Rams. I don't know. Stafford maybe comes back, but their offense was anemic last year. They had no draft picks this year. Seattle, I think, I don't know how we stop JSN, Metcalf, Lockett, Ugh. Walker. I, I don't know how our defense stands up to that. Um, Raiders, I'm not that worried about Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, what's their face? McDaniels, is that the coach? No, it's uh, 
I don't even know who it is, but McDaniels is the Dolphins coach. Oh, that's the, that guy that used to coach under. Yeah, Josh McDaniels. Oh wait, I'm thinking of Mike McDaniel. I, I see. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Either way, I don't think Jimmy grows in his system. Even though I guess technically he was in his system in New England, so <laughs> right. Maybe I mean, plus they, they have Michael Mayer and uh, Devontae Adams. I mean, we beat them last year, but that was and they have Josh Jacobs. Yeah, but that was like that was a funky game. Came down to the wire, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think we should be able to beat them for our tenth, ninth Patriots. I think we should beat them in Pittsburgh. Um, obviously, we'll get to see our boy Christian Gonzalez firsthand. Ooh. Oh man. And Jordan Love and the Packers, we should beat them. There's no reason we shouldn't be ten and seven or eleven and six this year. I mean, that's gotta be good enough to like, the playoffs. The this this schedule, I guess, is what I'm getting at isn't as crazy as like some of our past ones have been recently. Right. There's yeah. Like there's no Eagles on here. There's no obviously the 49ers on here. There's no Eagles. There's no Bills. There's no Chiefs. Yeah. Uh like you're not looking at those teams. Um so there's no reason we shouldn't be competitive in all these games. Exactly. Yep. The Se- the Seahawks would be a a shootout, but who who did they get? They got JSM and somebody else. Devin Witherspoon. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man, that's going to be really... Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 we should be competitive, and I definitely don't want to see a game where we don't know what the hell we're doing on offense from years from like there, last year, right? It should be safe to say there should be no 38-3 game, 35-10 games, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. Barring catastrophic injury. Yeah. If any of these teams were to do it, it would be the 49ers, right? 49ers would be the one. But like you should I, said, be I could see the Seahawks being like a high scoring game just because of their offense. Mm-hmm. But you know, their defense wasn't that great last year. They got they added Witherspoon. I don't know who else they added in the draft. Oh, I, I can't recall. Uh Man, that's gonna it's gonna be rough. No, we should compete with all these teams. But, There's no excuses, man. Like the way like everybody said, was propping the, the team only, up. There, go ahead. The, like you said, the only team on here that should be like our Eagles is a 49ers game. I mean, they're a perennial Super Bowl contender right now. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. Maybe Brock Purdy in the back. You know, Trey Lance got injured last year, so. Who is the other quarterback on the roster? Then, like, because Brock Purdy, like, uh, he might even might not, might not even play this year, and then Trey yeah, Lance is still coming off season. an injury. Um, I can't think of. Oh, that. they're trying to trade Trey. They're trying to trade Trey then. That's crazy, man. They're already giving up on the kid after. Well, I mean, like, what you're kind of in a, a good spot though, because you have you know you have Brock Purdy, then also right. I... I think it's, I, it's probably more of just like a feeling out thing. Like, all right, what could we get for him? You know? Yeah. 
And maybe maybe they're just hopeful that like a team will really need a quarterback and be desperate and be willing to give up a ransom for him. Oh man, a quarterback. Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold, Trey Lance, and Brock Purdy. Goodness. Well, we'll they like to make Sam Darnold look good. It's probably Kyle Shanahan, right? Oh yeah, yeah, because that's what. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't he doesn't even have to be that great though? He's got Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, uh, George Kittle, dear boy Ray Ray McLeod. Yeah, and Willie Sneed's still playing. He's still around, man. Oh man, yeah, I can't kill him. He keeps coming back. <laughs> now they have a plethora of weapons on the 49. That's just an all like a really good roster, man. Hey. Brandon Ayuk feels like he's been in the league forever. George Kittle, stud. Chris Conley, he's that guy feels like he's been in the league forever, too. Pretty close to forever. Yeah, I, I think I think I think like that's the team that you look at. That's like okay, this is the team. Last year we would have lost thirty-eight to 10, 35 to ten, thirty-eight to three. Yeah, this is so, like the this bar is right like here. your benchmark. Yeah, like Ooh. there's no more excuses. Like these are the, the teams that you're playing in the playoffs. Yeah, so this has to be. You know, a 21 31 type game, you know, somewhere around there, 24 or 31. I think that's more realistic. Like, I think, I, I don't know that we're ready to beat these guys yet. Where's, where's the game being played at? I think it's in right? Pittsburgh, yeah. But I don't know. You're at home too. So this has got to be a close game. Not super close, but like maybe not a field goal or like you know two point game. But you, you can't go out and get blown out by a team like that at home anymore, right? You said Kenny was a guy. You stuck with Matt Canada. You're hyping up all these things, even though we were telling you to, to put him in his perspective with who he played. Mm-hmm. Like I said, these are the teams you're going to be playing in the playoffs. If, if I'm correct, we, we're making the playoffs at 10 and 7 or 11 and 6. So obviously it's not a super high seed, but you're going to be playing, you know, the Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, like whatever one of those teams doesn't think it's the number one seed. Maybe the Jets. Right. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Chargers, probably. I mean, they just got, I mean, another really good wide receiver. Shit, man, AFC, like, you have a gauntlet of, like, great quarterbacks you're going to have to go through. I mean, the Ravens the Ravens upgraded at wide receiver, defense. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he should be able to steal one of those games because it's still Lamar Jackson. Who knows if he's even there by the end of the season. <laughs> I mean, he'll be on the team, but, <laughs> I mean, actually playing is another. Right. The Dolphins. Hmm. Dang. It's a lot, man. But 
Yeah, like piggybacking off what you said, like there's no excuses, man. Pickett's the guy. Deontay is the number one wide receiver. You know? Uh, Najee Harris has Matt, no excuses now. Matt Canada got the team clicking at the end of the season. They figured out the offense. My, oh, man. My question to you. How much of a detriment is it going to be to Kenny Pickett if he has to start all over again in year three? New offense, new system. I think it's going to be terrible. <laughs> I think it's going to be a terrible thing. But Does that, set, does that set us back further than what we would in the first two years? I'd say that again? Will that end up setting us back Worse than the first two years? Oh, I don't know, man. This is—I mean, obviously, yeah. it depends. Depends on obviously the moves and draft picks, but well, we we hired that one passing game coordinator this year, so I feel like that's kind of going to be like Canada's replacement at some point, right? So, like, you're going to have some of the Probably. same plays, but obviously, in, in like a different <coughs> game plan. But I don't know, man. Did you hear? Did you see that? I don't know if it was an article. I think it was an article, but this year Kenny Pickett wants to control the offense like other top quarterbacks do. So, like, how much of that is going to go into play this year? Like, is it going to be one of those things where, like, the game is great and people are going to be like, oh, that was all Kenny Pickett game plan? He just like Big Ben wrote it up in the dirt. Or and if they're I, mean, my, back. I guess my my only question is like it like he's still limited in the playbook, right? How That's how not... deep does this playbook actually go? Yeah, well last year they didn't have any what was they didn't have any hot routes or <laughs> it was very vanilla. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess that's what like my, my question is like when Ben did it, he's been in, in so many different offenses, like tell people like hey this is what we're gonna run based on what i've seen like Mm -hmm. based on my experience like yeah kenny's got his experience from college that's like he's the only experience in the nfl is matt kenny's offense but how how deep is that well he has to draw from probably not that deep man (laughs) probably not and and you know you, you know in college they hold up people's faces and stuff like that so listen to call out bill cosby bill cosby Mark Wahlberg, what? Red Toyota, whatever they have, yeah. Uh, Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, that's a that's hey, a go around, man. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you mean. Sign language? I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see how this this play evolves. I'm just like with that. I'm kind of I'm really curious as to how much that new guy that they hired, how much he's going to contribute. If there's going to be any new wrinkles in the offense. Um, I mean, like what you're saying with the draft picks, like Darnell Washington, man, like they have, I don't know, like there's a lot, right? Because then you have Darnell Washington with his blocking and his sneaky receiving ability. And then you have a Connor Hayward who kind of emerged at the end of the season. So like you have a lot of, a lot of pieces there, right? But is Darnell taking play time away from him? Yeah, that's another question. I don't know. (laughs) Is is I mean, Connor gonna be full uh, fullback and have Derek Watt kick to the curb? 
I thought Derek already was, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. But oh no, I think you're right. Um, yeah, he didn't bring him back yet. He's still. I mean, is it going to be one of the things whenever you see because it's Matt Kenneth's offense? Is it going to be one of the things whenever you see Connor Hayward? You know he's going to be a pass. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of tells like that. You know, they're going to be like, "Oh, Darnell Washington's in run. Right. Oh, Connor Hayward's in pass. Like, is it? Is he about to get exposed again? Yeah, oh, yeah. It doesn't seem like he knows how to like mix things up very well. No, that's. I think that was one of his biggest flaws last year, right? It was very predictable. Same play, same play. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, that's gonna be. <laughs> and nobody knew, nobody on the offense knew what to do. Like, oh shit, they got the same play. Do we audible? No, no, we don't have. No, no, we don't have any. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, All right, well, it's not like the same the, play, guys. That's like the biggest X factor, then, right? Is Matt Canada's offense? Yeah. Man. I mean, I think I think obviously it seems the game plan is run the ball, control the clock, throw it if we have to. I think yeah. you're going to see a lot of run on first, run on second, throw on third. I think Oof. that's just going to be same old formula. Uh, yeah, but with all the additions we added, like hopefully it's successful. It makes it work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you do then throw it on third first down or second down like they're not going to see it coming so hopefully like you can take advantage of that mm-hmm. you know, see, you're really hoping Kevin Austin breaks yeah. the league Alan Robinson can be a you know all he has to do is be a third he doesn't have to be a one or two mm-hmm. so man it's going to be interesting we'll see. to see how when we watch uh, some training camp or see some reports from training camp and along with the uh, preseason just to see if they do anything different um and but then again like last year remember preseason like it seemed like we could move the ball at will like we talked about Gunnar Ochevsky like he looked like a stud in preseason and then regular season rolled around and he just disappeared and like they even had Mason Rudolph looking phenomenal in preseason like, it is preseason but like I mean come on dude <laughs> like where was Gunner, where was that? Ruski, am I right? Oh God! It's a good thing we got that kid from San Diego State, the turn specialist. I don't think well, I could bear to see Gunner out there anymore. We don't have Steven Sims anymore. That's for sure. No, he's gone. Gone like a freight train. Gone like yesterday. Yeah, Gunner should have been the one to go, right? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I I wish he would leave. I'm sorry to say that. I don't like anybody losing their job, but come on, man. You had a whole year to show us look, what you had, and it was not stellar, that's for sure. Look, we want him to leave and get a job elsewhere. We're not that ruthless. We just don't want him on our team. Just go back to the New England, or wherever he came from. It's that's like the New England, right? Yeah. It's like Kendra Green. We don't we don't want you to be unemployed. We just don't want you on the Steelers team. Yeah. We got a nice little hot dog well, vendor tray for you and a hat, paper hat. Yeah. And, <laughs> Just don't just don't fall down the stairs walking around and you'll be right. <laughs> One of your favorite things to do is end up on the ground somehow. Brendan <laughs> Shaw. Oh, I know. Rough house Saturday. Yeah. Yep. You're exactly right, man. Well, anything else you want to add to this uh, stellar episode, my uh Padre? I just can't. I just can't wait for the training camp to start. Hell yeah, man! And 
first to get all of our hopes up based off what Evan's saying in training camp and then be like, this guy stinks. <laughs> He's terrible. I'm just looking terrible. forward looking forward to uh uh I tweeted it out, Joey Porter and George Pickens, man. We've talked about that on, yeah. on the phone too. Um hopefully uh hopefully that motivates George Pickens to run his routes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and hopefully George or George Joey Porter is as good as people say he is, you know. Get to see some of that. Um and just different kinds of receivers that he's gonna he's gonna be going up against in our offense. Like you got Deontay, the route runner extraordinaire, and then you have George Pickens, who is a combative catch machine. So it's a nice blend of uh offense he's gonna have to deal with. Joey Porter six two. George picking the six threes. So it's not like not like it's a terrible mismatch in size or anything. Yeah, Joey Porter Joey Porter has those long ass arms too, man. <laughs> like a windmill out there, dude. Seeing him bat passes down. That's gonna be a good matchup, man. He's wacky, wild, inflatable too, man. Yeah, wacky, wild, inflatable too, man. Stretch Aww. Armstrong, man. I got, I got to, I have to see that in action, dude. I think this is the year where I actually go. I'm gonna go last year, uh, and then I don't even remember what happened last year. Why, why didn't we go to the uh, training camp last year? Just baby. Oh, oh, you have the baby, but what? But then like, it stormed. Yeah, it stormed over there, and then they canceled all. Yeah, people were stuck in like long lines of traffic. Yeah, and it canceled it. Like, it canceled. That's what it was. Yeah, they canceled the training camp, and then nobody could get home because they canceled all the flights. So like, you were there for like three days for Dodge nothing. Dodge the bullet for nothing. For nothing. But uh, I don't know. I'm gonna try to go this year. I think that'd be a fun thing. I'll try to fight the people and get an autograph and be all sweaty and. A real be a be a real yinzer for once. Be a real yinzer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I anyway, I'm a real <laughs> oh, uh, yinzer man. A yinzer man. Fight for your. You are probably gonna. You should try out for like American Idol or something, man. Masked Singer. Uh, you like that show, right? I, I try out for The Voice, but uh, I want to say Toby Keith, Blake Shelton. Might be too intimidated by my masculinity. Oh, well, you so, are the manliest man I know. You're up there. You're too kind. Well, yeah, that's one of my fatal flaws, I guess. Or hey, heart of gold. Your big heart. Brown. Heart. <laughs> big brown heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Anything else you want to add? Uh no man i'm just really intrigued well i, I want to do, do you with now now that omar khan has his first like year of being the gm how do you feel about the direction the team is going so far i like it in theory obviously all these pieces have to actually do what they were assigned to do yeah on paper, on paper, and you know what he's saying—it's a plan. Like, it all sounds great, but you know, it actually comes down to these players all being execute. 
Yeah. Um, the, the, the middle linebacker spot is obviously a glaring weakness. The secondary, like Faith and Joey Porter, and then hope, hopes and prayers, and Corey Treese. Mm-hmm. Uh, Levi Wallace stay healthy, and maybe since he won't be covering the number one guys, like can stay manageable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you know, obviously, you got Canna, Neil, and Casey. Like, I, I like the aggressiveness, but like, I, I need to see that like it, it's gonna pay off. Yeah. Like you, you can say like I, this guy, we like this guy because he's this. We like this guy because he's that. But like, at the end of the day, they were let go for a reason, right? Yeah. 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 That's you're right, and man. There, there were some big name sure things out there that we didn't go after so i mean you're putting a lot of faith in him being like okay like i know we didn't go after you know tremaine edmonds or uh bradbury or oh you know, slay very uh, slay like we we didn't try to make those guys a thing but that's because this is what we want to do and these are the guys we think that can do it so if they carry out that plan, then so be it. Like yeah. I, I, I like the attitude. I like the the mentality. I like the idea, but I just need to see it in action first. Yep, I agree, man. We talked about the Steelers going back to their old ways of smash mouth football, controlling the trenches and stuff. Um, the like taking control of the game and. Hopefully, like you said, with the signings and everything that they put into action and actually uh, shows up on Sundays. I mean, look, if if they carry out their plan to fruition, control the clock, you know, run the ball, beat the crap out of you, wear you down for the fourth quarter, it obviously is a good way to hide your flaws because they don't get exposed as much. So you're not seeing that weak middle linebacker spot out there that, that much. Mm-hmm. questionable secondary out there that much I, I you know like i said in theory it's a great idea but it's going to come down to execution and you know it's great running the ball but it doesn't do us any good to run the ball down to kick field goals yes need to put touch on the board this year so you know like i said i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt he thinks these guys are the guys that can carry out his you know his and tomlin's plan to fruition so just gotta give him a benefit of the doubt that these are the guys and he knows what he's talking about. Right. But I like the aggression. It's just a matter of if he actually knows what he's talking about. I agree. But I think he killed it in the draft. Um like I said, we'll see if we regret taking Jones over Christian Gonzalez. Especially since we'll get to see him in person. Yeah. Or Jackson Smith and Jigba, who we were harper praising for the past two years. <laughs> so uh, Dude, if he has like a, a hundred and fifty yard three touchdown game against us, like you guys are never gonna hear the end of it for me on this podcast. Against Joey Porter. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Please don't Christian Gonzalez Christian Gonzalez shuts down Deontay or George Pickens, whoever ends up guarding, like you'll never hear the end of it for me. <laughs> Oh, like, I can't wait to hear, Penny, hear that, man. If he picks Kenny off three times, you're never going to hear the end of it. You're going to be insufferable. Insufferable. You're going to let everybody know it's it. Like, the targets against this man are like, like 
10, 10 targets for zero yards. You'll never hear the end of it from you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's hope it's not. it doesn't happen. Let's hope we pick the right guys. <laughs> so you tell me, Nation, are you ready? I said, uh, are you? Yeah. So. <laughs> but what about uh, you? How do you feel about Omar so far? Uh, I, I thought it was like a big change from Kevin Colbert. Um, you know, like Kevin Colbert never really signed any of the flashy free agents. He was kind of like keeping the the ship steady. Uh, then they didn't really do a lot in the draft. Like I don't think he traded down a lot. He didn't trade up a lot. Um, uh, and then just having Omar Khan come in and just sign all the free agents. The, like we just talked about maybe we could have had better ones but like you said these are the guys that he wanted and he got them which i thought was crazy because i just it was it seemed like it was a he signed as many people as he could to get this plan into action you know like we're gonna run the ball we're gonna do this signed all these guys traded up two spots to get broderick jones and he traded back to get a couple of picks and that ended up being darnell washington and uh what was it Nick Herbig, I think those. those... Anyway, no. so I just like I like the the change so far. Him and Andy Weidel, like I like the direction the team is going. Like you said on paper, it's it seems like we're more aggressive. Okay, like they like even Tomlin brought up Con, uh, Omar Khan's new nickname, the Con Artist. Like it's kind of goofy, but I mean, it's just I feel like it revitalized the the fan base a little. Because you're so stagnant, not stagnant, but just so predictable, predictably, predictably steady, and now you're going like just doing different things. So, I I I, I like it, you know. Yeah, like I said, I like I like the idea in theory, but I hope it's not one of those just like throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, you know. Right. I, I hope I hope these guys are who he says they are. Yeah. Obviously, the the draft. I, I I was besides you know we talked about the Christian the Jigba stuff. Like I like the idea of all these guys he drafted. I mm-hmm. think they're all good. I think some of them are definitely got more value for the pick. Yes, but you know we always say like you take the obvious guy in the draft, and if it doesn't work out, like it's not your fault, right? Yeah. You know? It's a little different in free agency when you could have had some obvious picks. <laughs> yeah. But like they're battle tested in the NFL. Right. So like some of those might be a little bit harder to justify passing up on. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Like I said, like we said, if they carry out the plan like he says they do, then then con we trust. There you go. The con artist. The Thanks. con artist. Da 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 da. <laughs> all right man uh yeah i think we should put a bow on this episode it was nice uh talking with you and uh entertaining our listeners uh we always look forward to your feedback and your comments uh thank you again for your support and sticking with us through the off season and hopefully we'll put out some more episodes here soon it might be a little dry spell until rookie mini camp and then obviously after that the long what three or two or three months before training camp so 
We'll try yeah, to uh, put I was, stuff out there. Obviously, we're going to stay active at you tell me pod one and SSN underscore Steelers. Um, mm-hmm. So make sure you keep following us there because that's where pretty much the primary source of our materials going to come from until things start picking up. But as enough information, exciting things, we'll always drop an episode when we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just let you know when that is. And thank you, as always, for being loyal. We love you all. And we'll talk to you soon. Later. Bye.